Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR for Come On Coin Season 5, Episode 17. It has been a busy weekend between Come On Coin Team of the Year that was held on Friday night and also the match with Dixborough and Lockheed Shamrocks at the weekend. Joining me in studio is the two formidable women, Paula Dowling or Paula Murphy or Paula Dowling Murphy, whichever you want. It depends on who the referee is or Miss <laughs> Anya Farrell. How are you this evening? I did say that. You did? Thanks, I did say that. You did say that, yes. I did say that, yeah. It depends on where I am and whether it's a guard looking for me. Name or not. Are we all well? We're all good, thanks. Fabulous. We had a great night Friday night. We're going to delve into that a little bit later on. But first of all, there was a big game at the weekend. It was a great game. We kind of went a little bit international, we have been told. Why is that? Well, we're going to find out because this happened during the game. Now here's a chance for Ashton McCarty. Can she get away? She has space. McCarty is going down towards goal. I'm making my way out here because Ashton McCarty is breaking down on the goal. Takes a shot. Ashton McCarty. We had a great view of that. She has surely put Dixborough Paula Dowling into the All-Ireland Club final. What a score by McCarty. What a score is right. (laughs) We did not feel the cold in that second half, Martin. we did not. You were told you were like a Spaniard. I was told I was like a Brazilian calling a game from a stadium. But Paula Dowling, we could not have had a more better view of that if we planted ourselves where we did. What was the name? The steward on the way in had indicated to both of us. Frank. Frank had said she when you were going in that that was the scoring end and when I was parking up he says I said God look we're after putting us right they they, they uh, you say the town end I suppose of the pitch and he said oh no he said that's the scoring end all the action would be down there you'd be right in the middle of it and both halves no word of a lie all of the action seemed to be on that town end of the pitch Well the last time that I was there I can't remember whether it was a colleges game with WIT that was involved in it or whether it was actually a county game that we were there but I've only been in Ashburn twice they've done an awful lot of work since I was there last but every time I was in it that was the scoring goal but I did say it before the match I've watched a couple of the league finals that was there including Armagh and Wexford a couple of seasons ago and it was the very same thing that was the scoring goal as well But most pitches do have a scoring goal I think like our own would be the one that the Kilkenny side of the pitch you know the way you would have a scoring goal would you have one in Tullerone? Um, I suppose the top end the town top end goal, yeah. yeah the town yeah. end Yeah, everybody seems to have a scoring goal I don't know is it just to do a wind direction or something or just mm. psychological I don't know but like it Things was the scoring goal and we got a bird's eye really? yeah we yeah. certainly did get a, a bird's eye view of it. Asha McCarty getting that goal. What an unbelievable shot. What a chance. What a team because Dixborough are heading to the All-Ireland Club final where they're going to take on Sarsfields of Galway who are going for three in a row after they defeated their namesakes. But Dixborough coming away against the Ulster champions, Lockheed Shamrocks, 213 to 110 in the end. It, Paula... Let's delve into the match a small little bit because the first half was a tight affair. Lockheel, to be fair to them, probably were the better team in the first half. They had the better chances. They didn't convert though, Martin. I no. suppose that's the difference that Dixborough took their chances when they came in the second half. In the first half, Lockheel did not have the chance. I mean, there was one ball that came in. It was a high one that floated in. Kirsty batted it out and there was a right Shamaz in the goal and then somebody from Lockheel flicked it Twice. back in. Twice yeah, flicked it back in, and then Kirsty had to bat it back to the back out again. Like I mean, if somebody had just been in for a quick flick and had gone down lower, or if if somebody had come in and just pulled on it, it could have been a different game. But they're ifs and buts, and at the end of the day, Dixborough came out on the right side of it. Like I mean, the work rate in the first half from the half forward line and midfield was phenomenal. You just couldn't. You couldn't put a mark on it, you know, that kind of thing. And I suppose it took them a little while to get composure as well to settle down because they were under severe pressure in that first half. And I think for about, te- well, for about 10 minutes or so of the match, there was only four players inside the 45 in between Dixborough, Dixborough's goal mouth and out. And that was two lock eel and two Dixborough. Yeah, it certainly was. Well, one word that we have said all along that this team does not do and that is panic. And I think that's down to testament of the management uh, structure that's there. And I am delighted, hopefully, that I am going to be joined right now by the manager of Dixborough, Donal Carl, who's joining me on the line. Donal, how are you? Martin, I'm very good. Thanks very much. 
has it sunk in yet that you're heading to an All-Ireland final? Ah, sure. It hasn't, it hasn't. It's an unusual kind of a kind of a feeling. We, we're delighted to, to be there, but um, part of what we need to do is to keep our own heads right, keep our own feet on the ground, treat it as, as any other match and not get try not to get too carried away with the occasion, enjoy it without getting carried away with it, you know. It was a very big occasion because, I mean, in All-Ireland semi-final, it's your first one ever. The Leinster final certainly stood to you against St. Vincent's. I mean, you went a couple of points down and that one you didn't panic. Lockheel had a small little bit of a start on you as well at the weekend. You didn't panic either. And that last five minutes, your fitness levels really shone through, I think, um, towards the end of that game. Because even if it had to go on for another five or six minutes, I think you'd have won more by than the six points. Yeah, um, I was kind of looking at it again afterwards and realised we, we were really trailing them up until the 55th or 56th minute. Um, and the scoreline, in fairness, flattered us. You know, it wasn't a six-point game. But uh, Catherine Peters, in fairness to her, has done great work with the girls. They've responded very well. And so far, we've managed to finish all our games strongly, which is just as well because we've been trailing, I'd say, nearly every single match so far. We've given great entertainment and blood pressure to anybody who's been following us but um, (laughs) including (laughs) ourselves I can tell you (laughs) Um, no but like like all joking aside it is that the girls they're developing great experience you know they're learning that it's a 60 a 65 minute game that you're not going to dominate every game you're going to have setbacks you know the other team are going to have their their periods of dominance and especially as the quality of the opposition increases like we've been lucky that we've had a chance to mature and grow as the quality of, of the opposition improves as well. Ted, you had a very strong starting team uh, up against Lockheel at the weekend, but I think pivotal to the victory over the weekend as well was the introduction of a couple of subs. I mean, Rose Kelly, when she came on, she done a, an awful lot of work and won a couple of frees that Aoife was able to convert, but especially Lucinda Gann, when she came on, like she won the penalty for yourself. She was instrumental in getting in among rooks and putting balls out the side that Asha was then able to get and even her running off the ball, like to even see her back on a field after the injury she had this year is phenomenal and it's brilliant to see her back. She's she has put in some effort to, to come back really. Um she had the she had a son there at the at the turn of the year and came back from that and then picked up that freak accident which set her back again. But no it really is great but it's it's a testament to her character, you know, the the effort that she has put in and personally on a personal note I was delighted to have the opportunity to bring her in and she really did a great job for us when she did come in and Rose Kelly as well like a young girl to come in and, and at, at that without a huge amount of experience but the performance that she put in the balls that she won and she won a nice free as well for us you know these are all the, 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 the things that really help we're lucky we have we have a, a strong bench and it was great to have the you know to have the opportunity to use them and give them all that bit more experience your backs were instrumental again at the weekend. They were probably under a small little bit of pressure in the first half, but half-time probably came at the right time you were able to regroup in it. A lot of the danger might have come from Roisin McCormick, but Catherine uh, Dobbin in the corner was certainly causing a few problems to Jane Cast early on in the game, but Jane, re- Jane really got to, to grips with the way that she was playing and you know came into her own then in the second half, as they all did. And I mean, even Tara Clifford at full back, the backs were just immense and I even said it to a couple of them after the game as well it must have been great to see them turning over ball getting it down to their forwards and the forwards then converting those chances and getting those scores it really was a perfect team performance in the second half Oh it was they, they did very well but to hold to hold the team of the calibre of Lockheed to two points in the second half they didn't score anything from play but it just shows how solid they were as a unit not that they're uh, and we've we've just got them to stick with what we have been doing all year, you know, get the ball in, get possession, put the head up, try and use it rather than just launch long ball, try and use it, try and be clever with the ball. And and it came and eventually, you know, when they when they got going when they got into their groove it really it really came together. 
There was a couple of hairy, scary moments there in the second half as well with a, a couple of chances. But luckily enough for yourselves, I suppose, that they did go wide. You know, Lockheel didn't convert them. But that was the pressure that they were being put on as well. I mean, the hook and the block. And there was a couple of players that was put out over the sideline with great tackles in the second half as well. Like, all of the Dixborough players, they really put their bodies, they were putting their heads in spots that some people wouldn't even put a hurl like. They, they really were up for that game. There was no way they were going to come away out of there with a loss. Well, there was no way they weren't they weren't going to come out of that game without having left every single thing on the pitch. So, I mean, the result kind of, the result of out, is out of our hands, but the effort that they put in is, you know, completely in their own control and that's what they did. They put in a huge effort. I had to look at it a couple of times on the video after to see how that ball actually stayed out of the goal, but I know the two feelings were spread across the line Kirsty was involved in it as well, and that ball had only barely trickled wide. That was 10 minutes into the second half, after we had put in a huge effort to get back level. And that really would have, we would have lost an awful lot of momentum if that had to go in. So in fairness to them, they did put their bodies literally on the line, and that's what kept the ball out. It's great for the club to, I suppose, take back the county title and to win it after last year as well. And we're not going to dwell back on history either, but last year probably was a disappointing year for yourselves to take the county title, then to have a great run in Leinster, get to the Leinster final, win that in the manner that you did as well, and then getting over the line in the All-Ireland semi-final. I mean, you're the first team in the borough, either male or female, to get to an All-Ireland final. But the fact that it's actually being played now in Crow Park as well, we know a couple of the girls like Kira, uh, Eva Prendergast, Lucinda have been to Crow Park before, but there's a lot of them players that have never been there or played in it. So it's great to be able to represent the club and to get there in the final. Oh, it is. And look, I've I've mentioned it before. I mean, it's we've girls who've never played in Nolan Park, you know, which is a which is a, is a pity moment. But to have the opportunity for these girls to go and play in, in Crow Park, you know, at the the best pitch in the country, the best you know arena in the country to go up, and it's something that they'll have forever. You know, it's a, it's a great experience for them, great opportunity. Ted, it was also mentioned by one of the players as well that we're going to hear from later on the support that came at the weekend. Like I reckon, you definitely outnumbered them two, if not three to one. The big buses was going. Obviously, Dixborough went in their numbers, and you'd be hoping that that'll happen as well come the final. So, what's the buzz like out in Dixborough since the semi-final win on Saturday? Well, it's we haven't had a chance really to 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 engage with it. I know that they're they're starting to put a bit of work together with the juveniles now to see if we can get up a bit of support. You know, and it's a nice day out for all the all the the, the young players, the young hurlers and camogie players to come up and have a look at have a look at what we'd like to call their stars, have a look at them out on the field, you know, and that'll all pique their interest and keep them going that bit longer. So I know we're hoping that we can get um, good support. I've no doubt we will have good support from all um, areas in the club up to give the chance. And we'll need it, you know, we'll need as much as much support and as much noise and as much encouragement as we can muster in Crow Park. Not only the club, but for the whole of the county as well, for the, the Kilkenny folk to get behind the, the team, because we certainly do always like all Ireland's coming back to Kilkenny. But I suppose from a club point of view as well, for yourselves, I mean, I know he keeps the, the players fairly grounded when it comes to things, but the pomp and ceremony that's all going to come with this, like the build-up too, is the same as an All-Ireland final. How is the players going to manage all that in the next two weeks? Well, like to be honest, we're hoping that we can keep the keep the players as immune from all of that as possible. We really have to treat this like another game. You know, they'll have to knuckle down it's it's going to be another game against better opposition than we've faced. You know, they'll have to they'll have to get their heads right, get their attitude right, everything right from the start. So we'll try and we'll try and protect them from as much of the, the circus that goes on around it. Now, there's only so much that you can do you can protect them from and they do have to, you know, enjoy the atmosphere and acknowledge the achievement. But we'll try and, and do our role in protecting from it. And then, please God, after the match, then they can they can engage with it as much as they like. And hopefully with a cup at the end of the day. Um, Donal, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to follow you all year. And I have to thank yourself and the club because, in fairness, you have been so accommodating to ourselves here on Come On Kind. Whenever we asked for interviews, you were always there and there was never a no either. Um, so we really do want to thank you for that. We wish you the very best of luck coming to the, the final. We probably will be doing a bit of a preview as well. We'll keep the players out of it you know, as much as possible. We'll leave that 
that to the other side um, and to all the AIB crews etc that will be doing that but um, we're looking forward to a great game the build up to it as we said before it's the first time that we've had a team in the final I think in 20 plus years so there is obviously going to be a, a huge hype around Kilkenny for this to happen but congrats on the win at the weekend and the very best of luck coming up in the upcoming All-Ireland final in two weeks time and, and on that Martin as well I really want to thank yourself personally and, and everybody else for all the ongoing support we've been receiving so thanks very much for that No, more than welcome and we are, are happy to do it any time that we can so uh, we'll leave you off for this Monday evening and thank you for joining us on the podcast again Bye-bye. Thanks Martin, thank you, bye-bye Gentlemen Donald uh, Donald Carroll there having a chat with us Anya and Paula I mean in fairness, he's so down to earth. I mean, any time we've ever looked for an interview, he has been there. But there is obviously going... Now, <coughs> he did call it a circus. It's probably not so much that like, but there is obviously uh, media obligations that will have to be done by people. I mean, we in the media and the podcast probably put a bit of, of hype into it as well because an All-Ireland final, whether it be a county final, an All-Ireland inter-county final, a club final... It's great when you're there, you know, and we want to, to promote it as much as we can. And I suppose when you were involved in the, the All-Ireland Final the time back in 2016, how did you find the build-up coming up to a match like a, a final? Like, how are the Dixborough girls going to try and avoid all the media hype? Yeah, um, to be honest with you, it is a bit crazy. Like, and I suppose, as you said, like there is a lot of obligations that, you know, you do have to attend interviews and you do have to you know do I suppose bits and pieces and meeting younger players or whatever the case may be and like for some people it can it can distract them but for others I think they kind of they they feed off it as well as in like it's given them a huge com- boost of confidence and it shows the the amount of support like th- there is going to be an awful lot to it getting to a senior club um, All-Ireland final what, like it's an achievement in itself it really really is but I think like as you said like Donal is very like he's very very calm and I think the girls yeah. show that on the field as well like it's, they don't they don't buckle under pressure or anything like that and they they just they trust the process they trust their game plan but I suppose you know he they're going to have their management team are going to have them well drilled over the next couple of weeks this is an opportunity very very hard to come by Um, you know they might necessarily be back there next year, so when they have this opportunity, they have to take it. Um, and I suppose that's the that's the avenue they're going to be going down. And I think Dixborough are coming, they're coming really, really strong at the right time, and they're after building an awful lot of belief in themselves. And you know, there's only one te- one team standing between them and an All Ireland success, and that's Sarsfields of Galway. And I think what Dixborough, a team to yeah, be standing in the way. I think I think Dixborough are going to relish in the opportunity to come up against the best team and the best team in the um country. It certainly is. I suppose the fact, though, that there's players on the Dixborough team. You have Kira Field and you have Eva Prendergast. You have Lucinda Gann, who has been there. Asha McCarty has been in Crow Park. Jenny Clifford has been in Crow Park Kirsty. playing in finals. Kirsty has been there with yourselves. Nee Phelan was there a couple of seasons ago with the uh, intermediate team as well. Like Orla Hendrick has probably been at some stage with the, the county team. And now I may be wrong on that, but um, I can't say for definite when you're looking at the team. But you're definitely looking at seven or eight players who have experience of playing there at some point. That's going to be pivotal to the younger players, the likes of Rose Kelly, who hasn't been there before, you know, Amy Clifford, who hasn't been there before, Tara, who hasn't been there mm. before, just to, to, I suppose, to ground, Paul is nodding I don't think they're yeah. going to have an issue, right? I've seen those girls at minor county level, right? And the composure that they had and the attitude, they played below in Limerick, in Gaelic Grounds. Gaelic Grounds. Quite a big stadium. Mm. Um, and it's actually a weird stadium because you can't hear it. it it's, it's, the sound seems to reverberate back, if you know what I mean. It's, a, it's a, one of those weird, you can't hear somebody on the other side. It's just the noise level. It's, it's probably similar to any of the stadiums. But the composure that they showed, and I know full well, like, I mean, Ted is going to have them all nice and relaxed. Mm. Like, Aoife Pendergast is probably going to leave from the front and we'll tell them all, right, this is only another game to go out and enjoy the game. And then, technically it is I mean it yeah. is a game of camogie you have yes. to win and I suppose it is great I think it's brilliant that it's in Crow Park that's where we should be that's where the best of our sport should be seen but well, I, I mean do you, you had Brian Cody in given a, a chat the year you won the All-Ireland Final and he said something very which you just alluded to it a small little bit there that no matter where it's played 
it's still a pitch. Whether mm. it's out in your backyard, you make a pitch out of it, or Crow Park, it's still a grass pitch. It's 15 on 15 at the end of the day. And, and like, I mean, you can only control what's in front of you. That's the biggest thing. You can only control the balls in front of you. You can't plan three or four shots down the line or what you're going to do when you get the ball. You have to get possession first. And as well as that, is that when you're there, it's an occasion. But the minute you cross that white line, that's it. Yeah. Once the whistle starts, that's it. And and that's all that you can do. I don't I don't have a doubt about those. I know Katie Bourne will probably be relishing and looking forward to it and can't wait. Same with the likes of Asher McCarty, Nee Phelan, Rachel Dowling, Rose, Amy. They'll all be looking forward to it. Um, like, I, do, I think they're stealing their mm. bones. Do you know the way? There's just something about them. Oh, they're certainly stealing them, all right. And I don't think the occasion, I think, like, once they can get out there and get onto the pitch, and if they, like, at the end of the day, the only score that matters is the one that's on the scoreboard when mm. the time is up. So if they're losing the whole way through and manage to pull through and win by a point or by yeah, 10 points they're not going to care. They don't care. Yeah. And that is the attitude that team has had since it got over the county mm-hmm. final. And I think like you're right I don't think it's going to phase them being in Crow Park. I think a lot of these girls will be excited about even getting like let's be fair like when they were probably four, five, six, seven years of age the back garden to them was probably Crow Park at one stage and you know they were probably you know catching balls and burying the ball in the back of the net up near the Hill 16 end you know but in their if, back garden and If you look at all the mammies that are behind <laughs> them and the people that are behind them in the club they won't allow them no. to get carried away. Yeah. It'll be a case of like I mean you could see it like I mean um it, it, like the likes of Emer is going to Emer Tynan will be saying to him right lads it's another game Yeah, get out there and like I mean I, I was just thinking back when I was driving in the car I was like I was thinking about I was thinking, looking, thinking about Neve O'Donoghue had gotten her award the other night and I was going Jesus I remember when Tom used to be training the, the Dixford he soldiered that for a long time yeah. there's a lot of people that have invested into it yeah. and this was the one thing that I'd be really hoping is that everybody that has an interest in GAA mm. and wants to go see a good game they need to get to that match yeah and I think, did you say, Martin, that the O'Loughlin's game is on the Sunday now? The O'Loughlin game has been changed to the Sunday at half past one. But oh, that couldn't is you get the other Navin. game? But sure you can get the game on the way down. So it's on the way up, like Navin across Crow Park. Is no, it's no distance at all. But that's what no. I'm just saying. Anybody who really does have an interest in the sport needs to get up and support them. Yeah, definitely. And that's the biggest thing. You talk about character. There's a lot of characters in that team. There was a lot of brilliant displays personal displays work rate was unbelievable you mentioned one person even in commentary though that the amount of work rate that she was doing that was Amy Clifford I know you had her at minor level as well I described her as being a terrier because she was she really was tearing into the play getting balls moving forward with it but her running off the ball impressed you a lot as well yeah it was the dirty ball that she was winning and I mean I have to say Amy is a strong girl physically strong but her fitness level I don't think I've ever seen it as good and like I mean and another thing is that I can see that she has belief in herself and she doesn't feel the pressure that she has to get the score Mm. it's like she's and I suppose that's part of the maturing process as well like I mean she's what she's 19 I suppose now this year yeah 19 20 so she's like learning from that and she's like seeing that it's not necessarily about having to get the score that the pressure isn't there that she knows she has a good enough forward you know a forward group around her that she can lay off that ball and like I mean it's the running into space that I really like as well is that it's that it is a terrier mentality I hate saying it but it is a terrier it's like they're not going to give up yeah, but there's, there's nothing there ha- about saying that. Like no, there's not. There's not. But I'm only winding you up. Um, but it's it's just it's the attitude. It's the never say die. It's hunting hunting the player down and making them as a bloody nuisance. And says even at times they have no right to win a ball. They're sticking like they're looming down top of them. The person has loads of points to clear a ball. Next thing, all of a sudden you see one of the Dixborough forwards landing on top of them. Should that put the willies up? Anybody? Yep. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think on on that note I think it's time to hear from a couple of the players that was playing in that game at the weekend we're going to hear first of all from Kira Field and we managed to catch up with all of the players out on the pitch in Ashbourne afterwards let's hear what Kira had to say Kira Field 
one of the strongest backs performances I have seen <laughs> in a semi-final and I know you're cold because it is turning bitterly cold here but you don't care you're true to the All-Ireland final in Crow Park in two weeks time how does it make you feel? Oh like I said a few weeks ago like even the Leinster final one hasn't sunk in yet I don't think even getting to an All-Ireland final was sinking it's just in our heads it's just another game and you know it's on in a bigger stage but look we'll prepare and we'll enjoy the run up to it and I don't know hopefully we'll go all the way but we all we can do is prepare for it What was it like to play out in that game there today because the weather conditions were tough it's bitterly cold standing on the pitch here at the minute you had rain to deal with you obviously had very good forwards as well from Lockheed Shamrocks you may have been under a bit of pressure in the first half regrouping at half time though and you really got to grips with the Lockheed Shamrocks team in the second half Yeah look Lockheed are, are an exceptional team and we knew from last year like watching them in the All-Ireland Final last year and watching them in their Ulster campaign they're, they're absolutely flying it and Ocean McCormack Katrine Dobbin they're exceptional forwards and we just had to get grips with them today and I know we were a bit all over the place in the first half but at half time we went in and we just settled and we said there's plenty of time like we have all year against Vincent's it was the same thing we regrouped took a deep breath and said there's plenty of time and we did that today and thankfully we just we turned it on in the second half and it was just unreal unreal performance from the forwards as well Asha especially there's a word that Dixborough do want to do and that's panic and no matter what happens he got a very good start on him in the second half as well they were coming back in at a small little bit when there was a two point lead in it you're thinking to yourself the ball went wide up there could have went anywhere but the last couple of shots as a back you must be delighted to see Ashley McCarty bearing down on goal and burying that ball in the net yeah I know I'm delighted and Ash has been exceptional all year like she's only 20 and she's been absolutely flying it and she's she's going to come up senior now at Kenny and she's going to be hurling the world ball now but um, I suppose it was dropping in there a few times into our backs and dropping in on Kirsty and thankfully they were wide or they dropped short and Kirsty was able to clear but as a back yeah, you're kind of fretting is this going to bounce especially in the Astroturf goal they're always uh, they're always scary in front of the goal but look the forwards were exceptional in that second half and they really drove on Lucinda coming on she was injured all year and that was her first game back so yeah absolutely delighted Keir Feel <coughs> you're sure to the club all Ireland final go enjoy the celebrations thanks very much Martin <laughs> yeah, that was Keir Feel and having a chat with me afterwards Words and a short time after that, I managed to catch up with her sister Neve, and this is what she had to say. Neve Feeling, I was talking to your sister earlier, but it's going to be a great couple of weeks in the Feeling household. You're through to the All Ireland final. How do you feel? Uh, so excited, buzzing for it now. There's nothing like getting to an All Ireland final with your sisters and clubmates. Like it's nothing we've ever done before. So hopefully we can just drive it on now. Till then. You have a sister on the team because I was talking to Kira earlier on. But this whole group of players, it seems like you're all sisters together. It's like one big family, and you really fought for one another out there today. Yeah, exactly. Like at halftime, we obviously knew our performance in the first half wasn't good enough and we just looked out each other in the dressing room and we said we were just going to do it for each other because of the bond we have so that's what we did we came out and just fought for each other and luckily we came out on top so yeah What does it mean to yourself and to the club to be heading to Crow Park in a couple of weeks time for an All-Ireland Senior Club final? Unbelievable like I actually I can't even describe it like there's obviously playing with Kenny and stuff you're getting there with Kenny, but like with your sisters and just people you've been growing up with it's just unbelievable like so hopefully we can just drive it on and fight for each other again and just go all the way well congratulations on a brilliant performance today you are heading to Crow Park to an all Ireland final and the best of luck thanks very much Martin that was Nee Feel and they are having a chat to me directly after the full time whistle as well it was great to have all the players on the pitch because we didn't have to move far and we could put a microphone up again and everybody was more than willing to talk and it was great to get the reaction of some of the younger players as well on the team this is Rachel Dowling and Rose Kelly and they managed I managed to catch the two of them actually first of all at uh, the final whistle on Saturday and this is what the two girls had to say Rachel Dowlin, Rose Kelly, come in here close to me because it's so cold. But my God, you've done it. All Ireland final. Here you come. I don't know, it's kind of, it's so raw, like, I don't know what to say. It's not wrong, it's dead right. Uh, it was just, we knew at half time that we had, some, we had some job to do to come back, but we always knew. We've been behind like that before in, in many matches this year and we believe, we believe in ourselves, so I don't know. Rachel's a little bit shocked. Rose Kelly, I mean, you came on there in the second half and you certainly turned things around. You won a couple of frees that Eva put over the bar as well. But that last five minutes, like, Lockheed Shamrocks are a great team, but you really, you went at them there in the last ten minutes and 
you're now into an All-Ireland final, your first ever. What's the feeling like? Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, I actually just have no words to explain it. But um, I think the girls just went in in the second half and they put an unbelievable effort in and just a switch came on and we just started putting the scores together and it was just unbelievable. What did Ted and the boys say at half-time? Because you came out tearing into them in the second half early enough. They had a little purple patch, but, I mean, to hold them to two points in the second half alone was a fantastic achievement. Oh, yeah. Um, Now, I don't know what they were saying in the um, dressing room. Rachel would know more about that. I was here warming up on the side. But, um, yeah, no, he had some words of encouragement there to say to the girls and they came out and played a stormer in the second half. How lucky for you you weren't in the dressing room, but I am going to ask Rachel Dowling, who was there, what did the lads say to you at halftime? Um, no, it was really calm, to be honest. There was no one there was no one screaming or shouting. It was just to do what we've been doing all year. We had we weren't happy with the way we performed in the first half, but against a team like Lockheed, you're not going to have sixty minutes of pure dominance. So we knew and they knew as well that if we if we stuck to our plan and didn't change the way we played all year, that we'd be well able. You're the first team out of the borough, male or female, to get to an All-Ireland final. It's a fantastic feeling. There's no better feeling, I tell you that much. It's deadly, like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's hard to describe. I don't think it'll set in until tomorrow or the next day, really. We'll, We'll have to get back down to business then, but... We'll enjoy today anyway. You certainly will enjoy today. Rose, I'll leave the last words to you. Two weeks' time, you'll enjoy the celebrations oh, today. Yeah. Winning a semi-final is great, but semi-finals are there to be won yeah. and the All-Ireland final is to come. Something to look forward to. And no doubt, it'll be a big build-up in the oh, borough. Definitely. All I can say is bring on the final. <laughs> Bring on the final is right. Well, Rachel Dowling certainly had a big weekend winning the semi-final on Saturday and picking up then her all-star for the minor team of the year last night in Langton's during the my or the underage medal presentation that was held there as well for all of the teams and well done to everybody on that event because the 14s, the 15s, the 16s and the minors all getting their medals last night at a very big event in Langton's and it was a spectacular event. Moving on from some of the younger players to some of the more experienced players on the team. We are going to have Kirsty Marr, Amy Clifford, Tara Clifford and later on we will hear from Orla Hendrick as well. There was lots of tears involved in this one. They nearly got me going as well. Not quite though. Here's what the four girls had to say. I have lots of tears going here at the minute. Kirsty Marr, Amy Clifford, Tara Clifford and Orla Hendrick are here beside me. Kurs, I'm going to start with you. I mean, goalie of the year last night, come out playing a semi-final today and now an All-Ireland Club final to look forward to. What does it feel like? Absolutely unbelievable. Like, it's, it's the first thing you dream of, like, being a young girl and, like, dr- growing up with the girls alongside me on the team. Like... It's just unbelievable. You can see the emotion here. She's going to get me going here now in a minute, so she is. Amy Clifford, I said you were like a terrier on commentary because you really tore into Lockheed Shamrocks, especially in the second half as well. You're true to an All-Ireland Club final. Dixburg, the first team ever to do it. What does it feel like? Oh, like, you, you can't describe how it actually feels. It's, it's incredible. Like, I don't think it actually is hitting home right now, but... When we get back into training now and all that, we'll surely, we'll drive it on now and, you know, <laughs> come on. She was nearly afraid to talk to me. Her sister is definitely not afraid to talk to me. Oh, Tara Clifford, come over here to me. Um, Lucky Shamrocks put you under a bit of pressure there in the first half. The backs were under a little bit of pressure, but at half time, he regrouped. He got ahead of Lucky Shamrocks. That last five minutes, I mean, he must have been delighted to see them scores going into the far end of the field. Oh, Safa was just absolutely crazy like to see the amount of effort the girls put in in the backs and then for the forwards then to be punishing them down up top was just phenomenal like it was it's a dream come true like we're going to Crow Park now first time ever in history so hopefully we'll go all the way then it's great to see other teams doing it even the county teams back in 2020 when Lucinda Gann was there Eva Prendergast is there as captain of the county team but the club to actually get there as well it's something special ah, it is like especially now we're all so close we're all like sisters Orla Hendrick come over here to me Tears in your eyes, don't mind Janie Martin is all is all. You're true to the club final in Crow Park in two weeks' time. We know what it means to you. You're going to get me going here now, stop, will you? But a fantastic achievement for the club. Oh, Martin, I can barely string two words together. I just, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. I'm supposed to be at my goddaughter's christening today with my family, but listen, I had to give up that 
to be here with my other family today and thank God it was all worthwhile and my little my little goddaughter will be in Crow Park with the bird jersey on a two weeks time and I just Jesus it's, it's the stuff you dream of from the second you pick up that hurdle and I just I cannot believe we're, we're on the road to Grow Park Wait till she sees the video in a couple of years time she'll know exactly why you <laughs> miss her uh, christening and that but it, it, look it's unbelievable for the club the first time in history yeah. that either male or a female in Dixborough has reached Crow Park for a club final it's going to be a great build up but it's going to be special for the club Oh absolutely 100% like I know there was a lot of other events on today and a lot of other matches but every single person I came across today was either here or promised they'd be on the road to Crow Park in two weeks time if we got there and I honest to God think half a Kilkenny will be up in Crow Park next week please God to cheer us on and please God we get over the line because we're not done there's one more step to go there certainly is and we'll be following you all the way we'll be there with you as well go enjoy the rest of the celebrations thank you very much Martin thanks very there certainly is one more game left in them. Well, there is because the All-Ireland final is still to come and I managed to get a bit more reaction and one of the younger players on the team as well actually picked up an award the night before at our Come On Kind Awards night and this was Katie Byrne and Katie who actually was a very good player and even got herself nominated for a player of the year as well, picking up the Player of the Year award, although she couldn't, but her mammy did. We're going to hear from both of them later on. But first of all, this is what Katie said to me after the whistle on Saturday. Katie Byrne, you were named on the Come On Kind team of the year last night. Your mam was more nervous, I think, about anyone else for this game here today. But you're true to the All-Ireland final. What do you feel? It's hard to believe. Look, Mam had to go yesterday. We were focusing on today's game. Didn't want to let that kind of be in the way for us. So Mam went down anyway, picked up the award. Me, my, um, me and Nanny were watching it at home. We were laughing at her going up to get it. But um, no, no, I'm thrilled to get that. But it's just stepping stone for today's match. And we got over today and now on to the next one again. Lucky your Shamrocks posed a very serious threat to you, especially in the first half. You were probably under a small little bit of pressure, but half-time came at the right time he regrouped and my god what a second half yeah no in fairness now we were under pressure in the first half they were they were throwing the kitchen sink they were throwing everything at us but we we came out in the second half we were composed we were in all our zones ready to throw the kitchen sink right back at them and that's what we did in the second half Ash's goal at the end really sealed the deal and then Amy's point just top it over and that was it then and here we are <laughs> to be in an All-Ireland final with your club it's unbelievable. I mean, how does it make you feel? Well, it's amazing, actually. It's only something you see on television growing up. You'd see the Mount Leinster Rangers. Your man, he wants to be in Croke Park and Paddy's Day, and he wants it. And here we are going to be. I think it's the 17th of December, yeah. middle of my college exams. But sure, it'll be... <laughs> we'll listen to folks, and that will be coming down for training. I'm sure the lads will be back onto us to keep our fitness up and everything but well now your mother will tell you what's more important the exams now at the minute are playing in the All-Ireland Final <laughs> the All-Ireland Final the exams can last <laughs> and there's always repeats you can't repeat this stuff well congratulations well done go enjoy the celebrations I will thank you thanks it just goes to show what exams or no exams means to be able to get to an All-Ireland final. Well, we did mention even rather her mam Emer because she was in O'Loughlin's the night before at the awards night. She's a very shy speaker and does not like a microphone to be put in front of her. But when she gets it, she does have a chat to us. She was nervous on Friday night. There was no nerves, I can tell you, after Saturday because Emer Tynan was one happy mammy and one very happy backroom member of the team as well. Let's have a listen to what Emer had to say. Emer Tyne and you're here talking to our producer. Come back here to me. Don't go away from me. You were nervous last night but my God what a performance. Unreal, unreal. This um, match is just surreal. The girls played brilliant. They come back, they dug it out and oh my God, what a group, what a, what a family, what a group of sisters. They are unbelievable and fair play to them. You were nervous last night. Were you nervous through that match? Yeah, I was a bag of nerves. Absolutely. Absolute so was nerves. I. I know. I, I was watching down there. You were a bag of nerves. Fair play to you all, as and thanks a million for coming. Fair play. What yeah. does it mean to get to the All-Ireland Final for the oh, club? Unreal. I, I can't even get over. I can't even put it into words. This group of girls. It's surreal. The work, the performances and look where they are now. A day in Crow Park. Excellent. Well, Excellent. Emer Tynan, you are going to Crow Park All-Ireland Final. Woohoo! Bring it on! 
bring it on it's right well I don't know what Eamon Tynan was doing looking at myself and Paula down at the, the uh, OB unit instead of watching the game but either way we certainly had fun we enjoyed it although it wasn't all fun Paula Dowling I mean there was a lot of nervousness especially when it came near the end of that game and things were a little bit tight I suppose it was, but like I mean, you didn't doubt it after the last game and seeing how they resa- how they reacted um, playing the Leinster final. You sort of felt like I felt like they just had it in them; they could still push on. Do you know that kind of thing? And they did push on, but it was um, it was nerve wracking. All right, but it was just you just had a feeling I did in, in my own head that they were going to push on and go to get over the line, and they just seemed to have the ability and the skill. And do you know what they really have? They've belief in themselves. And you know when you see any team that has belief in says that they can do it. And I says my biggest thing now is looking forward to the All-Ireland Final that they enjoy it, make the most of it and, and don't let the day pass them by to, to soak it all in and then once the match starts into the game. Now I know they'll probably be in game zone before that but still not to allow the whole occasion to pass them by because um, one the girls that I would know she said the one thing that she'd always regret is that you know for one of the the club all that we would have played in that she doesn't remember it because she was so in the zone and didn't allow her to experience it you know that kind of thing and I think Anna you commented on that as well before didn't yeah, you yeah it's so important like I, I feel like uh, back in 2016 like you kind of let the game bypass you because I don't know I, I just feel like the occasion nearly got to a lot of us as well like now listen we won thankfully um, but I do like there's parts of it that I wish that I did actually remember a lot more and I think that's what's really important like it's a great occasion obviously to get to Crow Park but I think as we were speaking about earlier forget about where you are it's another pitch at the end of the day enjoy the moment enjoy all the all the things that are going to come with it like you know even just the driving on the bus into the tunnel in underground into Crow Park getting off the bus into the dressing rooms running out of the tunnel like it's enjoy all of these things embrace it like listen to the crowd when you get out and <coughs> you know take it in for the, the couple of minutes there before you get into your warm up and just take every moment in Well I'm even the same and I mean I wasn't playing in 2016 because I was obviously in as chairman at that time but there's an awful lot of stuff during the day the build up to it that I don't even remember mm. and I should because I should have been enjoying it was great day two teams winning a game there as well but yeah I don't know the occasion certainly does get to people does it get to mammies well it certainly does but we are going to hear from two of those mammies who we caught up on the way back to the OB unit and they thought they were having a nice leisurely chat to us until the microphone was produced as well Veronica Marr and Olivia Dowling got caught as anybody do when I have a microphone in my hand but let's hear what they had to say it's an important day for the club I mean we had mammies last night we have mammies today Kirsty Mars, ma'am Veronica joins me first of all what a day for the club absolutely incredible game incredible Olivia's there as well Rachel Dowlin's ma'am so she is um, uh, they dug it out they dug it out Martin far hard and they won they certainly did Olivia I mean Kirsty was doing her stuff back in the back I mean she's not goalkeeper of the year in Kilkenny for nothing um, but Rachel played some performance as well for you today up in the forward line for such a young player to have I suppose an old head on her shoulders she was phenomenal as well you know, to be fair Martin I think when they were even finding it difficult at times in the first half they kept digging it out and they kept poking over a score and getting it but I thought their second half performance was absolutely phenomenal um, it was a whole team effort uh, from 1 to 15 um, and even the subs that came in Rose, Lucinda they made a huge difference and I think you know fair play to them they gave an exceptional performance they certainly did Veronica I mean we've been in Crow Park several times with the county teams this is different it's the club it's where everyone one of those girls grew up from being a small little player to dreaming someday of going to Crow Park. Yeah. Not dreaming anymore. They're not dreaming anymore. Um, lo- lo- listen, they're just an incredible bunch of girls, in all fairness. Um, it's great for the parish, great for the club, and great for the mammies. <laughs> it certainly is great for the mammies. Olivia, I was talking to Rachel after the Leinster final, and she was delighted she had one up on Daddy because he never got a Leinster medal. Wouldn't it be great in that household if herself was able to come along and say she had an All Ireland medal and her father didn't? I think there'd be no begrudgery anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I think he'd accept it and be happy, very happy about it. Look at it, it's fantastic. Um, they are fantastic. They're a great bunch of girls, and they're like family. You know, they really are. 
and Rachel's one of the youngest but like they really look after her like she's the same as all the rest of them they're brilliant they really are brilliant they certainly are well you're heading to Crow Park and we're heading to Crow Park and we're going to thoroughly enjoy it absolutely yep well we certainly are heading to Crow Park on the 17th and we are hopefully going to enjoy it because we've had many a good day in Crow Park we've had many a tearful moment in Crow Park but let's hoping that on two weeks time it is going to be a joyous occasion Paula and Anya we have to mention I mean it takes two teams to tango it takes two people to tango but I mean Lockheed Shamrocks certainly brought their A game as well <coughs> to the match at the weekend Um. They were probably good in the first half. They were probably disappointed in the second half on their own performance. Um, but Dixborough played very, very well. But to hold a team like Lockheed Shamrocks to just two points in the second half is a great achievement for any club. And you're putting yourself on the right road to victory if you can do that. Definitely. And I mean, like, I mean, Katrina Dobbin and Rosie McCormick played really well in the first half. Like, I mean, they, 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 at times you're sort of wondering, geez, are they going to tear the defence open on Dixborough? But Dixborough, they stood their ground and they managed to, like, I mean, sometimes a little bit of last ditch defending, but they're, that's, that's where you put your body on the line and, and they played really well. Um, and like, I mean, uh, they were playing sort of a, sh- short passing game, but what they were trying to do is they were trying to open up the Dixborough team by playing, um, cross ball. So they were coming in on the left-hand side, firing the ball over to the right-hand side and trying to open up the actual um, Dixborough backs. And I think, as I said, earlier on for about 10 minutes, there was only four players inside the 45 for um, two, Dick- two Lockheel and two Dixborough. And as a result of that, they had way too much space. But then Dixborough pulled back, I think at one stage it was... Quiva Dowling and then they pulled everybody back at different stages with somebody but eventually I think in the first half it was Kira that Kira Phelan pulled back in and it sort of solidified it a bit because they were wide open but I suppose lads when it gets to all Ireland final you can sort of get caught up in the moment and to make those decisions just to pull it back but they got somebody in there in time held it managed to sort of batten down the hatches and then from there pushed on. But you you just... I did comment actually that like the Lucky girls weren't particularly physically, massively, didn't look particularly big. Mm. But when they went for a ball in the first half, they went down so low, they were actually like getting a ball they didn't have a right to get. And I think in the second half that... Dixborough sort of decided this wasn't happening anymore and they weren't allowing Lockheed to take control. So what they did is that instead of being the one being bullied, they decided to take control of the situation and then they pushed on from there. Well, they certainly did. Well, we pushed on Friday night as well because we wish Dixborough the very best of luck. We will be previewing and building up to that All-Ireland final on the 17th over the next little while. But Friday night was the big night for ourselves because it was the Come On Kind Team of the Year. It was held in all Auckland's. It was a great event. It was streamed live and a lot of people turned up. A lot of mammies turned up because we nearly thought we were going to have a Mamogi team heading for uh, Crow Park at some stage because if you looked at the uh, the calibre of mammy that went up to collect some of the awards for the players that they were representing I tell you one thing they'd be very very happy on your Farrell but we're going to call out those recipients again who did win it because we're going to start with the junior team of the year the goalkeeper went to Kelly and Whelan our junior backs were Darcy Bulger from Greg Namana Ellen Delaney from Greg Namana Katie Bugle got it from Tolliher Lucy Brennan Meg Ryan got it for uh, John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and I'm missing somebody else in the corner because I am doubled up on it because I have Lucy Brennan in twice there uh, Rachel Hartley that's who it was Rachel got the other one there Laura Phelan and Rachel Phelan two sisters got him for uh, John Locke's Bennett's Bridge in the midfield then we moved on to the forward line and we had Ashling O'Sullivan and Vivian Holmes from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge Linda Murphy and Sinead Lanigan from Greg Namana and Eve O'Donoghue and Leah Hanrahan from Tullahor Ross Birkin Ashling O'Sullivan from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge picked up the top score award and Vivian Holmes from John Locke's Bennett's Bridge picked up the Player of the Year award after the committee couldn't decide on it it went to the public vote again and the public vote decided that Vivian was the, going to be the winner in it but overall the junior good spread of players mm-hmm. difficult to pick but we still had a great night though 
Yeah, really, really good night. Congratulations to all the winners. Like, no surprise, John Locks, Bennis Bridge um, had, obviously, they had, what was it, seven seven girls um, named on the team of the year after winning the county final. And, of course, as we mentioned, Vivian Holmes getting player of the year for the second year in a row. Yeah. Yeah, so really, really good achievement for her. Um, but, yeah, some, yeah, really tough, a really tough one to pick from. Um, some really, really good players there. It certainly was. The intermediate team then, Emma Kavanagh from the Roar and was our goalkeeper. Poor Cav after having uh, an injury in the Leinster Club semi-final against O'Moore's. She picked up a shoulder injury there and um, is still out of action and we still wish her a very speedy recovery. Then in the back line, then we had Chloe Mullally from Glenmore, Nessa Galway from O'Loughlin's, Emily Crowley and Sarah Crowley from Munkine. And completing that lineup was Anya Gannon. Uh, oh, sorry, Anya Gannon and Anya Galvin was completing the back line there. Then both of them from the Roar and the We moved on then to midfield, and it was Ashlyn Kelly from the Roar and Laura Green from O'Loughlin's picking up the award there. Deirdre Phelan from Danes Ford started our backs along with Deirdre Welch from Munkine. Then we had Lydia Fitzpatrick from St. Lactons, Cree Langton and Quiva Carmorta from the Roar and the and Neve Crowley from Munkine completing our intermediate team of the year there and Quiva Carmorta picking up the top scorer award with Creel Langton picking up the player of the year award and just while I am saying that there was an omission during the live event last Friday evening because Anya Gannon was nominated for player of the year and it was a genuine mistake that she was omitted and I will hold my hand up on that um, but anyway we it it was uh, it was a, just a mistake on that one, but Korea did come out with the award for Player of the Year there. So well done to everyone, including Anya, who did pick up um, uh, All Star Award there as well. And then we moved on to our senior. Then we had Kirsty Marr in goal from Dixborough for I think the third year in a row. <laughs> that just goes to show the dominance that she has in the goal there. Shauna Tracy from Barrow Rangers was our first back. Catherine Foley from Wine Gap. Katie. Byrne from Dixborough, Kira Phelan from Dixborough, Michaela Keneally, Winegap, and Emily McCarthy from Pilltown completing the back line. Denise Gall and Miriam Bambrick uh, in midfield, Denise being Winegap, Miriam being Barrow Rangers. What a formidable duo that was there in the midfield. Amy Clifford from Dixborough was the number 10. Molly Welsh from Winegap was the second back. Katie Power from Pilltown, the third back. Jenny Clifford and Eva Prendergast from Dixborough complete forwards. what forwards? Oh yeah, well this is the problem you see when I'm doing it out forwards, right? Yeah, forwards and Heather Feeling from Piltown then with the forwards as well. You couldn't get away with if nothing with you here. Anyway, the top score was Eva Prendergast. What I have to put up with, and the. Overall player of the year then for the senior went to Katie Byrne from Dixborough who got it on the public vote as well. Right, what else have you to crib about? Hey, do you know what, lads? If you put your intermediate team against your senior team or a combined intermediate and senior intermediate and junior team against your senior team, who'd win? I'm not saying anything. It'd be a good game. Senior team. It is a senior team, but I'm just saying, right, if you pick if you're to do your, you know, combined team of intermediate and junior, I think they'd put it up to him, lads. Oh, I think they would, yeah, absolutely. It'd be very interesting, wouldn't it? Mm. I'm just saying, just an observer. You know what I mean? just I'm just thinking here on my own. We spoke head. about this before, it'd be nice to do maybe like a game like that for like a charity or something like that. Yeah, you know? wouldn't it be lovely? Mm. Oh, it'd be really interesting though. Yeah. Or put like we'll say last year's junior winners. Yeah, last year's junior winners against this year's junior winners and intermediate and senior vice versa. Well I was going to say put Paula in the middle to referee. Oh no, I couldn't do referee. Oh actually really actually actually, there's a plan. Can I just say referee at the uh, All Ireland um, semi final did a great job. I just thought he let it flow. I know both sides were probably saying that the crabby could have been more freeze, but I think he just let it flow. And it was just, it was really good. Just, you know. I'm making no further comments on referees considering I had a phone call a while ago from one as well. So I'm saying nothing. Oh no, I'm just saying in general. Do you know the way, because I do always say you're at not talking to a referee because if a referee has made a decision, he's made a decision. You melting back is not going to say change the referee's decision. It's actually going to put him against you. But I have to say, that's the one thing. There was no back cheek to any referee. And actually, Justin did text me all right the other day. He said, uh, it was very nice now, I have to say. He said, uh, I heard you mention me at one stage, all right, when I went down towards that goal, but I couldn't say what you were, or tell what you were saying. And I said, it was all bad, don't worry. No, to be fair, he did <laughs> it a was, great I job. actually said it. I said it live on air. But it was just, and, and like, 
I don't know. I'm getting all reminiscent now, lads, because I'm thinking about Club All Ireland. Imagine getting together and mm. I'm just thinking back Talk to... Talk about Club All Irons. I mean, reminiscent. I actually saw a photograph going up a while ago there that uh, Monkine put up with the teams from the 1950... It's either 57 or 59 team or something that was there. They were they had a presentation and Anna... Is it Anna Mae McHugh? Am I right in saying that? That's right. She presented... The, she she refereed it. The, the, Anim- the National Pl- MPA, yeah. Yeah. She refereed the All-Ireland final either in 1957 or 1959. And I'm not too sure whether it was the county or the club final at the time. But I was wondering, because I saw her in photographs, and I'm like, this is a strange one. Now, why is the president of the NPA, like, um, at the Monkine event, until I saw it further on down the line, that she was actually the referee? It was a couple of weeks ago, and it was the Moonkine team that set, that won the 1965 Senior Hurling Championship and the Moonkine team that won the 1959 Senior Camogie Championship. So it was 59. 59, and the special guest was Anime McHugh, Queen of the Ploughing Championship, who refereed the Senior Camogie Championship final in 1959. Yeah. So Something about I re- didn't ever talk know about. Talk about reminiscent. There, there's yeah. a blast and from the past. I was actually thinking of coming, you're going to laugh at this, I was driving down in the car after the match of the day and I was just thinking back and I, Joe came to mind, do you remember Mary Moran, the president of the Camogie Association from oh, Cork? Yes, yes. Yeah. My God, was she a mindful of information. I just, I remember we were after an Ashburn one year and having a conversation she with her. She has a book out. Does she? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Mary Moran has a camogie book out. Mm, if, it's, find that. if it's the same Mary Moran that I'm thinking of. Now, this Mary Moran is, as Lord Mercer is no longer with us. Um, she was, I just have to check there, she was the 18th president of the Camogie Association from 1979 to 1982. Well, I may be thinking of somebody else, but I am... N- maybe I'm not. Maybe that's I'm the 90% one. sure that there was a, well, maybe it's a, a different book brought person out by of. Mary Moran. I have to go check that one out. I'll have to text Linda and see... Um, was there a one out but Anya back to the team of the year while Paula is reminiscing great night Friday night yeah really really good night thanks to everybody that came and thanks to obviously um, Michael Saunders Electrical and to the Hoban Hotel as well for sponsoring the jerseys and to Celtic um, commemorations for the unbelievable plaques again this year for the top scorer and player of the years they're fabulous and also to Intersport for the jerseys and the guy who did the food Alan Cullen. Alan Cullen, yes. And Elaine Houlihan, the oh, yes. sponsoring, the, sponsoring player of the, year. the player of the year and the top scorer trophies. Yes, no, I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, it was great night. The nice. jerseys are fabulous. Yeah, they nice actually jerseys. came out much really nicer well. than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. They're lovely. Yeah, really, really nice jerseys. Again. And we should also thank the the nice benefactor we had who paid for Vicky Comfort oh, to yes. come and take all the <laughs> yes, photographs. Yes, that yes. was much appreciated and thank you very much. The person doesn't want to be named, but we have to thank them as well. And the photographs will be going up very, very, very soon very because soon. we've we have them. We just got them. Brilliant. I just qualify. I'm getting them mixed up with Maureen Kjallakon from Cork. Sorry, that's what you're having about. a senior moment yeah, there. Senior, I have a lot of senior moments. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm more deficit a lot today. So. Should we ask how long ago it is since um, St. Lactans won the last Club All Ireland? Okay, give a guess. Anybody a guess? What year? 2000 and? Oh, I would have thought, now, I didn't know it was in the noughties. I would have said late 90s, early noughties. So I would have Two, reckoned 00 oh, 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 or 01. Oh, 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 one. one. Lads, I can't believe you don't remember the year. Four? Don't. <laughs> 2004. 2004. Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was county that, secretary. That's a 2004, to me. 2005, 2006. 2004 was against Granabal and Gary. Mm-hmm. 2005, it was. Not Sarsfield's Galway. Name the other one. Jeez, I'm having a, a complete. Clarenbridge? No. No, I'm having a complete now. Well, it's not our dragon. A brain fart. Um, and then it would have been James Adams team for the third one above in Port Leash. And you played none of those if I'm right in thinking none in Crow Park. Park. No. no. Now it would be nice next year would be an anniversary year if I'm from Crow Park is listening. I'd love to be invited up for the Club All Ireland just to reminisce. Do they not do that for the uh, centenary for or whatever they call it the, the 25 years? Only I'll bring you as my I don't one. know but we'll know on Sunday, <laughs> on Sunday the 17th. Yeah I don't know it, it's it's um yeah, it is going to be special, lads. Mm. 
it's something like that bond like y'all know how like we mightn't see each other as a group that often mm. but we still have a, a WhatsApp group called the Golden Oldies and we all like yeah, yeah. could be called a lot worse <laughs> um, but like it, it is just something that you make and I you know that we're on about being sisterhoods it is going to be sisterhood mm. like I mean you're you ate the heads off each other training, but you'll turn around the next day and it's all forgotten about. Yeah. But you, know you all turn up for each other. doesn't matter whether it's a sad yeah. occasion or a happy occasion. You always yeah. all turn up um, for one another. And you're always there for each other. You'll always back each other, you mm. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, it's a great occasion. And I just think, like, regardless of whether you're a hurling sport or camogue sport or ladies Gaelic football or football or whatever, people from Kilkenny need to get into their cars, mm. get up and see that match. Because it's going to be a ding-dong match. Ding I think dong it'll be match. a belter. Plus, it's also going to be a great way to get small kids into Crow Park on a day that where it's not going yep. to be mad with people or spectators that they can sit down and enjoy it and you can sit down and enjoy without having to worry every second of, of every hour you're in it where they are. It's just, it's a nice, it's a nice atmosphere. Like, I suppose, the la- I were up there last year when um, James Stevens were in it. Yeah. And it was. It was a real day. If you mm. want to bring your it kids, it was a lovely atmosphere. Yeah. Do bring two pairs of socks. It's freezing. Or three and or four, your thermal underwear. And three or four pairs of ja- three or four jackets or something like that. But it like I mean to be, it's it's just one of those days that you'd really enjoy. And just after checking, two thousand five, and I completely forgot it was Davids of Galway. Oh, Davids! I forgot about them. So that's that's. Mm. Showing our, I'm showing my age now, but yeah. like, well, there's reminiscing for you. But overall, it's it is going to be a great occasion for everybody involved. Um, we have to say thank you to Linda Kenny as well for coming down last night to do the June Vinoil presentation, um, in Langtons along with our two senior players, Kellyanne Doyle and Miriam Bambrick, who were also there as well. So well done to everybody involved uh, in that one as we said it was a great occasion and some of them hopefully will be in Crow Park at some stage Paula <laughs> and Anya yeah, uh, putting on the black and amber jerseys the new ones will be available shortly because the competitions will be starting for the senior on the 24th of uh, no, sorry the intermediate intermediates on is the 24th, 24th of January and Jeez, the sen- yeah, mm. and the seniors are out. I think the seventeenth of February, if I'm not mistaken. They're out the weekend after the Ashburn, whenever that's sometime is. that weekend. Yeah, I think it's anyway, the seventeenth. So, um, it won't be long coming along until we are starting season six, which will be the intercounty. Come on, kind podcast, and we look forward to that as well. But for the time being, we have at least one more podcast to come. We have the preview coming up next week, whether it's been done live whether it's a preview show we don't know it's still in negotiations but one way or another what we do know is we will be in Crow Park on the 17th of December one way or another to watch Dixborough versus Sarsfields of Galway in this year's AIB Senior Club Camogie Championship Final and we look forward to it the Miners have trials off and starting already because they are going to be out as well in a couple of weeks time there was some victories over the weekend on oh, yeah we can't forget you yes. under 16s well done mm-hmm. great county victory. final yeah great victory yesterday and at Ryan B as well like yeah. you know getting moved up from C to B yeah. good yeah mm-hmm. they're really a good, good bunch of girls yeah good bunch of girls and well done to the two Sinead's and Jimmy um, who've worked really, really hard for them the last couple of years. So, delight for them. Tullahore Asperkin won the Ryan C final, beating Barrow Rangers 3-10 to 3-6 in that one. John Locks actually came away against Wine Gap. It looked like it did actually go to extra time in uh, Dunham-Magan. The fog at the weekend was absolutely crazy. How some of the matches uh, were fully completed, I don't know. But well done to everybody who did officials and all. Um, so John Locks winning the A1 there against Wine Gap. Well done also to... Emeralds who beat Bennett's Bridge in the Rhine D final there by 4-8-2-3-5 and I don't think I'm missing anyone am I missing anyone you are you're missing Aaron Zone versus uh, no I'm talking about under 16 oh under 16 no I think that was them all no I think and if you give me a minute I'll get to that one sorry well done you asked to Aaron Zone who beat James Stevens in the Junior C County final for the first adult win for Aaron's own there as well in a club that has been striving to get an adult team together for a long time and they have done and they put in great strives this year so well done to everybody there and particular to Charlie Dowd who is now a new executive member with the Camogie as well because she's in
in as the Leinster delegate. So we wish Cheryl Lee the best of luck in her ventures there. And well done to everybody who won county finals at the weekend. Minor county finals will be on this weekend. Don't even ask me where they're going to be on yet because I don't know. We have to find a venue that's open and one that's playable and that'll allow us to play a county final there. Only it's very quiet over there at the minute. Are you all right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just looking back to results and things like that. Well, it's been a long year. Everybody is getting to the stage where it's getting tiring. It's coming near Christmas. Um, next week, we will be here again with a special preview show. Well done to everybody. We have to say well done to all Auckland Gales as well. Our neighbours across the road winning the hurling Leinster final. They are in the All-Ireland semi-final against a North team as well in Ruri Oak. Cushion Dahl from Antrim. That's going to be a belter. Ballygunner taking on... Uh, St Thomas's of Galway in the other all Ireland semi-final and we do know now that O'Loughlin Gales will take on Rury Oak Cushendall <coughs> at half past one on the 17th in Park Talton while Dixborough will take on Sarsfields of Galway on the same day in Crow Park at 5.15pm it's going to be a cold one on you make sure you bring the hat and the scarf and the gloves and the water bottle the because you did bring the hot water bottle the last day mm-hmm don't forget it this time. We won't. We'll need it. We will. It's going to be perishing up there. It was perishing in uh, Ashburn, I can tell you, oh, was last bought. week. Except the second half, because we didn't even know it was raining at some stage. The coat was wet. We didn't care because Dixborough was winning. It has been a great season so far. It's still not over. We continue on for another couple of weeks before we head into the Christmas break and then we do it all over again. In a couple of weeks' time, starting with the Intercounty. We actually met Chap Clear at the weekend and he has the panel training at the minute with extended panels so we'll see how all that is going to go before the competition starts but for the time being on this evening that we record the podcast it will be out wherever you get your podcast from and we thank you because last week alone we had almost two and a half thousand downloads for people listening to it which was phenomenal um, so we thank everybody for that it was great um, and your listenership is great to us as well Gwan you want to say something just a quick shout out to Clan Morris and Kerry who have a panel of 18 and are now into the All-Ireland final Junior yeah. Junior Junior Yeah. Well, for 18, 18 players lads mm-hmm. would you believe it that the three Leinster teams that won the Leinster final are now in All-Ireland fans so they're playing really? the meet team Lafina Lafina won yes yeah Wow, that's good Little, for Leinster Camogie, isn't it? It certainly is very good for Leinster Camogie. And it shows that the strength of the Camogie in the province is at an all-time high. And that is great due and work too. Linda and all her team there with Leinster Camogie. But we are going to sign off right now. It is getting late here on this evening. We all want to go home and finish the day off. But thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Anya, to Paula, to Lillian here as always in the background. To Ken Maguire for looking after all thing technical ends as well. All through the season. Because without him we would have been lost. Well, And we actually forgot to, t- to thank Ken for coming out on Friday night to live stream as well. Himself and Eddie. Himself and Eddie was out Friday night, yes. Well, we do thank them as well but they do great work for us in the background so thank you so much to everybody who made Friday night possible thank you to everybody who made last Saturday possible as well and to the three women here in front of me who might give me grief some of the time here when we're recording but we do love you and we wouldn't be able to do the podcast without you so from I can't say the three amigos anymore because there are four of us here have we uh, 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 from the quartet here in the KCLR studios in Kilkenny Until next week, it's goodbye from us all. Bye. Bye. Bye.